Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain TXB and today is the 1st of August 2023 and unfortunately guys, the price of Bitcoin in the global cryptocurrency market is not looking good and looks like the second half of this year does not have any signs of bullish indication. So in today's episode, we'll definitely go ahead and discuss what is going on in the global cryptocurrency market. But the massive news that is circulating right now guys is that regarding Richard Hart and the Security Exchange Commission is actually filing a lawsuit against Richard Hart. Now look guys, if you've been in the Bitcoin or cryptocurrency space, you should definitely know by now who Richard Hart is. At one point of time, he was a massive Bitcoin maximalist. Then he turned out to be an Ethereum maximalist. And later on, he started bashing Ethereum as well. And he started his own protocol called SX. Now what I'd really recommend you to do is guys, make sure you watch all of his videos because a lot of people do actually call his protocol called SX completely scam. Now to be honest, I'm in that same boat as well, but what I still recommend you to do is go ahead and watch all of his videos. He just might be, if not one of the best speakers, probably not just in the cryptocurrency space, maybe probably even in YouTube as well. But unfortunately guys, the SEC is aggressively going after him and unfortunately it looks like because of that, the price of Hex has definitely fallen down. And I'm not sure if that is one of the reasons why the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency has gone down as well. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss what is going on so far as Richard Hart and particularly the X is concerned. Now listen guys, there is another misleading news that is going on right now and that is regarding Coinbase is planning to suspend all cryptos and the reason why I'm saying it is misleading because unfortunately Financial Times did actually publish this report based on the interview with the CEO Brian Armstrong and looks like they have missed key pieces of information and they have misled the readers. Now what has happened is because of that, a lot of mainstream media such as Forbes and even Reuters has taken the same news and if you read through the headline, it actually states that Coinbase is suspending all cryptos and only focusing on Bitcoin trading and that is because of indications by SSC. Definitely, definitely not true. And the SSC has actually declined the comments. As a matter of fact, even Coinbase did actually say that the information provided by Financial Times and all the news that is circulating right now. So in today's episode, guys, I'll go ahead and clear out all the misleading and incorrect information. And later on, guys, we're also going to be discussing some update regarding Worldcoin. And unfortunately, we have some update from Germany. And looks like a lot of the European countries are definitely not favorable in Worldcoin or an association having access to personal information. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss what that news is all about. And guys, finally, we're also going to be touch base on the stablecoin kings that is Tether USDT because they have released an attestation report. Now look guys, I'm definitely not a massive advocate of Tether USDT and they have a notorious history of playing around with the audit report and this time they've released an attestation report. Now mind you guys, this attestation report is by BDO Italy and BDO as a company is absolutely fabulous but BDO Italy has been fined several times for manipulating data so in today's episode, we'll definitely go ahead and touch base on that news and guys like we do in every Crypto and Coffee Day podcast we're going to be discussing two news from the UAE and the Middle East. Now the first news guys is a positive and a massive news and that is regarding Binance. And the news is that Binance is the first virtual asset exchange to receive an operational MVP license in Dubai. So definitely beautiful and powerful news. And the second news guys is to do with Metaverse. And the news is that Dubai based Metaverse company called Landvolt is planning to usher in a new era of the internet. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss what that news is all about. So quite a lot to cover guys in today's episode. So let's kick start with it right away. Welcome to the Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto & Coffee at 8 has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8 
and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto & Coffee a Day, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry, including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community, coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Shalu Group, a luxury retail and distributor which is headquartered in Dubai, are getting into the NFT game. And here's the deal guys, they are not just getting into the NFT and metaverse space, they are going to be shaping the NFT metaverse and Web 3.0 space which I believe is excellent not just for Dubai and UAE but also for the global cryptocurrency community as well. And guys, Charlotte Group's Web 3.0 sneaker brand called Soulmates revealed their first NFT collection on the 12th of April. Now what is really interesting is that it's called as Soulmates so it's spelled as S for Sugar, O for Orange, L for Larry. Now instead of E, they have replaced it with Web 3 and it is the number 3 mates.xyz and guys listen Shalu group has over half a century's worth of experience in luxury goods and then getting into the nft space is a massive deal now if you're a sneakerhead you definitely need to check out soulmates.xyz and once again guys the number is three instead of an e it has all the information and in the show notes below you'll get all the information and listen guys if you want to be an early adopter you can also pre-mint it at www.dreamin.xyz forward slash soulmates so definitely check it out and they have a discord community as well and guys nick who is the head of corporate innovation at charlotte group and also the co-founder of soulmates has a whatsapp group where he constantly provides updates in the area of nfts metaverse and web 3.0 so guys check out soulmates.xyz and be part of the soulmates og nft that is definitely going to shape the industry next startup oi is global one tech platform for tech it offers global high-paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys listen, if you are into fitness, if you are into adventure, if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called The Race Pace Podcast. So check out The Race Pace Podcast across all leading platforms. And The Race Pace Podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge and also the Government Gulf Games and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get insights scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing, go to Spotify, go to iTunes, go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. 
They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. In today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now guys, since you've taken care of that, let's kick start by looking at the global cryptocurrency market. Now unfortunately guys, the global cryptocurrency market is down by 0.35% and it is currently at $1.18 trillion. And I'm really curious to check what happens to the price of Bitcoin and the global cryptocurrency market as and when news regarding Coinbase or rather misleading news regarding Coinbase about delisting all cryptocurrencies except for Bitcoin sends to circulate and this is the reason why guys it's so critical that you look at information from first source and one thing which I often say particularly in the world of politics and definitely in the world of cryptocurrencies and blockchain as well whenever you're looking at information it is so critical that you look at information from first source Listen guys, we are living in a world where having a lot of information is not important, having information from the first sources. So regarding the Coinbase news, let's see if you're reading to Reuters, if you're reading to Forbes, unfortunately guys, those are misleading news. And in today's episode, we'll actually debunk the misleading article which is published by Financial Times. Now that thing being said guys, the global cryptocurrency market is at $1.18 trillion. I wouldn't be surprised in the next few hours if the global cryptocurrency market goes to let's say 1.7 or 1.16 trillion dollars but as i often say guys all price predictions are 100% right 50% of the time now the total cryptocurrency market volume over the last 24 hours though has increased by 16.98% and it is currently at 28.28 billion dollars now listen guys this is what happens if the global cryptocurrency market is down and if the cryptocurrency market volume increases it just means one thing that people are actually going ahead and selling their bitcoin or cryptocurrencies and that is exactly what you can actually see if you look at the 24-hour volume, particularly for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Now, before we get into that, let's quickly discuss the volume in DeFi. And yesterday's episode, guys, we discussed a massive breaking news. And that was regarding an exploit on Curve Finance. And unfortunately, guys, because of that, the total value locked as of today is down to $40.81 billion. Definitely not ideal. The volume has marginally increased since the last 24 hours. And it is currently at $2.94 billion. Lido is still dominating, guys, at 14.90%. But surprisingly, guys, since the last 24 hours, the decentralized exchange to centralized exchange dominance has definitely picked up pace. It is at 14.71%. Now, what I think, guys, a lot of the people do actually fear because of the curve finance exploit. And because of that, they're actually using decentralized exchanges to go ahead and take out their funds. And that is precisely the reason why. The total value locked has gone down. Now let me very briefly run through the 24-hour volume. Because yesterday, guys, core finance was number one. But today it is back to number two. And the number one protocol so far as 24-hour volume is concerned is Uniswap. And its volume is $688.73 million. Core finance is number second at $413.7 million. PancakeSwap is number third at $387.91 million. Maverick Protocol, guys, is number 4th at $148.14 million and finally Dodo at $129.89 million. Now, in one of the future episodes, guys, what I'm going to do is all of these protocols, I'm trying to go ahead and look at which chains they're actually using and I'll try to give a detailed breakdown so you get an understanding of which blockchain protocols are utilized, let's say, when people are using Uniswap, Core Finance or PancakeSwap. Now let's look at the volume of stable coins. It is ridiculously low and down to $22.53 billion and it accounts for 89.20% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. And out of this $22.53 billion, the king of stable coins that is Tether USDT accounts for $18.37 billion. And later on, guys, we're definitely going to discuss the attestation report. And the attestation report is done by a notorious company called BDO Italy. Now the volume for Circle USDC is $2.79 billion and Binance BUSD cars is at $1.28 billion. But listen guys, what I've been looking at is the market cap of Binance BUSD since the last 48 hours. Unfortunately guys, the market cap of Binance BUSD is on a steady decline. Yesterday it was at $3.7 billion. Today it is down to $3.6 billion. I'm really curious to check what happens to the market cap of Binance BUSD. Now on a positive note guys, today we are definitely going to be discussing 
some positive news regarding Binance and that is regarding a license that they have received by Dubai's Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority. So definitely positive news I guess. Now guys let's quickly look at the market cap, 24 hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum and as I mentioned earlier guys, the 24 hour volume of Bitcoin has marginally picked up pace at 11.31 billion dollars. This just means guys people are selling a lot of the Bitcoins. Looks like this is unfortunately because of the co-finance exploit and also because of the misleading article and Ethereum's 24 hour trading volume since the last 24 hours is marginally higher at 4.27 billion dollars. Now the market cap of Bitcoin is well below the 600 billion dollar mark. It is at 569 billion dollars. Ethereum is down to 225 billion dollars. The dominance guys of Bitcoin and Ethereum has been relatively consistent. Bitcoin is 48.27%, Ethereum is 19.10%. Now today's episode guys what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be looking at decentralized applications working only on Ethereum blockchain. Now mind you guys some of these protocols that I'm going to say next do actually work on other blockchain protocols as well. So if you go to dapradar.com you can actually segregate it via different blockchain protocol. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be first looking at the fiat value of incoming token transfers from unique active wallets to the decentralized app smart contract over a period of time and most likely guys this number is for the last 24 hours but I'm also going to be comparing it with the number of unique active wallets interacting or performing a transaction with a decentralized smart contract so this will give us an idea of how many people are actually using the decentralized app. So the number one protocol guys so far as decentralized app is concerned on Ethereum blockchain is Uniswap version 3 and the volume is 2.37 billion dollars and most likely guys this number reflects a 24 hour period and if you look at the number of users it is roughly around 4200 users. The second protocol guys is one inch network and so far as the volume in terms of dollar amount is concerned is 304 0.89 million dollars but the number of users is definitely more than Uniswap. It is at roughly around 5,290 users. The number third protocol guys is a bit strange cause it is balancer. Now listen to this guys. If you look at the dollar amount since the last 24 hours it is at 249.28 million dollars but the number of people or number of unique active wallets interacting or performing transactions with a decentralized smart contract is 370. Now could it be possible that these are only 370 people actually using these protocols or could it be possible that there are 370 smart contracts and in the smart contracts there might be hundreds or maybe thousands of people using it. I'm definitely I'm leaning towards the later part. Now the number four protocol guys is Aave version 3 and so far as the dollar amount is concerned is 163.37 million dollars but the number of people using it or the number of unique active wallets interacting or performing transactions with a decentralized smart contract is only 517. The number does look extremely extremely scary guys. Curve Finance is at 144.98 million dollars and the number guys is only 277. So it looks like guys when you talk about Curve Finance since the last 24 hours only 277 people are using it or only 277 interactions are being identified performing a transaction with decentralized app smart contract that is related to curve finance and guys listen few months ago in my metaverse everything podcast i did actually talk about decentraland and guys the number so far as the dollar volume is concerned was ridiculously low and down to only 532 dollars and i tried to send it to other colleagues via telegram thinking that i'm making some mistake but we also tried to look at it via etherscan and we tried to look at blockchain transactions as well. Unfortunately guys, Decentraland protocol and Metaverse protocols are just not being used. So definitely not ideal. As a matter of fact guys, Decentraland I believe is valued at roughly around 1.8 or 2 billion dollars. And imagine the 24 hour transactions which is actually done by Decentraland is only 532 dollars. Definitely, definitely scary. So in today's episode guys, what I'm going to be doing next is I'm going to give our basic level information on what is Decentland, who are the founders of Decentland and what is it that makes Decentland unique. And Decentland guys is a fully decentralized virtual reality platform that operates on the Ethereum blockchain and it allows users to immerse themselves in a 3D virtual world interacting with other participants and explore various experiences created by users. 
To be honest, guys, the user experience in Decent Land is absolutely horrendous. Now, so far as the ownership of Virtual Land is concerned, it's important to know that in Decent Land, the virtual world is divided into individual parcels of virtual lands, each represented by an ERC20 non fungible token known as Land. So, users can purchase these parcels using the platform's native currency token called as Mana. And once owned, users have complete creative freedom to develop the land as they see fit. Now, mind you guys, at the start of this year, Decentland's mana was the highest gainer in the cryptocurrency world. The prices did actually pump up to well over 150%. And at that point of time, the price of mana was roughly around 80 cents. But fast forward to today, currently right now when I'm looking at it, it is roughly at around 41 cents. And if you look at it via coin market cap, it is currently ranked at number 57. And guys, listen, if you're into extreme heavy metal, Ozzy Osbourne, he did actually have an event in decent land called as Ozfest. And I believe the event took place towards the last quarter of 2022. Now, the reviews, guys, were absolutely horrendous. And this goes back to the user experience, guys. When you talk about 3D environment, the virtual experience has to be 10 times better than what you're currently experiencing or people are just not going to switch it. Imagine watching a virtual reality live concert with terrible user experience. Why would people use it when you can watch it live, let's say via YouTube as well? These are unfortunately one of the drawbacks of using a decent large protocol, particularly in the metaverse. Now let me go ahead and discuss more information because they also have a DAO feature in decent land and one of the defining features of decent land is its governing structure based on DAO and mana token holders participate in decision-making process, proposing and voting on various aspects of the platform, including updating policies and content guidelines as well. And this democratic governance ensures that platform evolves according to community's preference. This, to be honest, guys, I do feel is one of the massive drawbacks of having a decentralized distributed system, particularly in the metaverse. When you talk about metaverse, guys, the new user experience has to be 10 times better than what we are currently experiencing and if you talk about the community making decision often it takes months even years to go ahead and come out with a positive outcome in case of a centralized entity let's say apple or facebook the decision making is done by a centralized entity and fortunately or unfortunately they can offer a much better user experience in just a matter of few days maybe in a few hours now let's talk about monetization opportunities in decent land because Decent Land Gas provides various ways for users to monetize the virtual land and creations, and land owners can lease their parcels to other users, own revenue through advertising, or host paid experiences and events. Additionally, Gas users can create and sell virtual items, wearables, and collectibles on the Decent Land marketplace using mana tokens. And in Decent Land, they also have districts and themes, and the virtual world of Decent Land is organized into different districts each with its own unique theme and characteristics and districts were initially generated through crowd sales of mana tokens and parcel of land within these districts cannot be traded and users can find various themed districts such as cyber theme punk Ethereum or art focused vegas city now, so far as creativity outlet is concerned guys decentralized offers a platform for artists developers and businesses to express themselves creatively users can build interactive 3d scenes games art, installations and other experiences limited only by the imagination and skills and the platform guys encourages innovation and diversity in content creation as well and also within the virtual world users can engage in social interactions with other participants to arms and the platform allows for real-time communication enabling social gatherings events and collaborative experiences and so far as the token economy is concerned the decent land ecosystem relies on two tokens that is mana and land and mind you guys, Minor serves as a native cryptocurrency used for purchasing land, playing for in-game items and services, and participating in governance through voting. And land on the other hand represents ownership of virtual real estate and cannot be divided or traded like traditional cryptocurrencies. Now let me very briefly run through the growing NFT market. Cause to be honest guys, when there was a massive hype regarding NFTs, decent land was definitely the beacon. So far as NFTs is concerned and even metaverse, but unfortunately because of the user experience, the prices of mana has definitely fallen down and decent land at one point of time did actually become a significant player in the nft market and one thing to note guys that nfts in decent land go beyond just virtual land ownership they include virtual wearables collectibles and other digital assets that are real world value and can be traded on various marketplaces and since its launch guys 
Decent land has been evolving with ongoing development efforts and community involvement and the platform's roadmap includes continuous improvements, new features and collaborations to enhance the user experience and expand its offering. Now listen guys, there are a lot of Fortune 500 companies that do have an office in decent land but unfortunately guys if we look at the user experience, it is definitely definitely horrendous. Now let me very briefly run through the founders of decent land because decent land guys was co-founded by Ariel Malik and Esteban Odano, both of whom have stepped down from major positions at the project but still work alongside Decentland as advisors and Ariel previously held the role of project lead at Decentland between 2017 and 2020 and is widely regarded as a serial entrepreneur that has founded several other startups including an online translation agency and a CRM platform as well and he's also worked as an analyst for Charles River Ventures which is a prominent Silicon Valley venture fund and the second co-founder guy is called Esteban is Decentland's former tech lead and has a long and varied history in cryptocurrency space working as a software engineer at BitPay and he's also advisor to Matic Network and he also at one point of time operated his own smart contract development firm called a Smart Contract Solutions and guys Esteban is also credited of co-founding Zeppelin Solutions which is an established blockchain technology infrastructure company. So what is the future, guys, of decent land? Personally, guys, I definitely don't think a bright future of decent land in the metaverse. Now, granted, decentralization sounds cool, but in a protocol such as metaverse, a centralized entity does offer a much better user experience. And what I tend to do is in my metaverse everything podcast, I tend to give reasons why I do believe that. And guys, every month I do have a session on metaverse and where I strongly feel that maybe Cryptocurrencies may not be an ideal fit in the metaverse, but things like stable coins, maybe Bitcoin using Lightning Network might be an ideal fit. Now, guys, let's discuss the king of all kings that is Bitcoin, because unfortunately, guys, the price of Bitcoin is mostly down since the last 24 hours, and it is currently at $29,318. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 0.36%, but since the last seven days, it is mostly up by 0.74%. Ethereum is currently at $1,000. $863 since the last 24 hours it is down by 0.43% since the last 7 days it is down by 0.79% and Binance BNB coin guards are still ahead of XRP's RippleNet and it is currently priced at $242 but since the last 24 hours it is down by 0.65% and since the last 7 days it is mostly up by 1.38% and it's gonna be really curious to check guys what happens to the future of Binance as and when SEC is aggressively going after Binance BNB chain and at the same time we are hearing positive news regarding XRP or RippleNet, could it be possible that in the second half of this year, RippleNet or XRP stands above Binance BNB coin is definitely going to be really interesting to check. Now guys, let's go and discuss a massive news that is going on and that is regarding Richard Hart. So the news is that the US Security and Exchange Commission has charged Hex founder Richard Hart with misappropriating millions of dollars of investor funds from unregistered crypto asset securities, offering that raised more than $1 billion. And they've also charged three unincorporated entities that he controlled, that is Hex, Pulse Chain, and Pulse X as well. Now, according to SEC's complaint, guys, Richard Hart began marketing Hex in 2018, claiming it was the first high yielding blockchain certificate of deposit and began promoting Hex tokens as an investment designed to make people rich from at least December 2019 to November of 2020. Richard Hart and X allegedly offered and sold Hex tokens in an unregistered offerings collecting more than 2.3 million Ethereum, including through so-called recycling transactions that enabled Richard Hart to superstitiously gain control of more Hex tokens and the complaint also alleges that between last July of 2021 and March 2022, Richard Hart orchestrated two additional unregistered crypto asset security offerings that each raised hundreds of millions of dollars more than crypto assets. Now here's the interesting bit guys, cause it's alleged that those funds were intended to support development of a support crypto asset network called Spulse Chain and a claimed crypto asset trading platform called Spulse X through the offerings of the native token respectively that is PLS and PLSX and based off the charges guys, Richard Hart is also allegedly designed and marketed as a so-called staking feature of Hex tokens, which he claimed would deliver high returns as much as 38%. Now the complaint further alleges that Richard Hart attempted to evade securities laws by calling on investors to sacrifice instead of invest their crypto's assets in exchange for PLS and PLSX tokens, 
Now, Malika, so far as Richard Hart is concerned, I don't think he actually reads a lot of the news and he does not listen to a lot of the podcasts as well. But what I'd really recommend you to do is go to his YouTube channel. To be honest, guys, personally, I absolutely love the way that he speaks. He just might be one of the most prolific speakers, probably in the entire YouTube as well. And it's going to be really interesting to see in the near future. And he has this knack what he does is, whenever he's, let's say, debating with someone, he takes their point and he grills it and pushes them against their own point as well. And at one point of time, guys, he actually debated with Peter McCormack and he did actually brought Peter McCormack into tears as well. Now, going back to the news, guys, based on the charges, looks like Richard Hart called on investors to buy crypto asset securities and offerings that he failed to register. He then defrauded those investors by spending some of the crypto assets on an exorbitant luxury lifestyle. And this is actually told by Eric Warner who is the director of the Fort Worth Regional Office, what he actually said is that this action seeks to protect the investor public and hold Richard Hart accountable for his actions and the SEC's complaint guys is filed in the US District Court for the Eastern District of New York, which as we know guys is an extreme left-leaning state and it actually alleges that Richard Hart, X, PulseChain and PulseX violated the registration provisions of Section 5 of the Securities Act of 1933 and the complaint also alleges that Richard Hart and Pulsechain violated the anti-fraud provisions of the federal securities laws and Gaza complaint actually seeks injunctive relief, disgorgement of all ill-gotten gains, plus pre-judgment interest, penalties and other equitable relief. And mind you guys, this is going to have a massive and significant impact not just on Hex but also on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies as well. So definitely, definitely not a positive news. Now guys, let's discuss some kind of misleading news regarding Coinbase that is planning to suspend all cryptos. Now mind you guys, what I'd really recommend you to do is, whenever you're reading any articles, make sure you try to read through the entire article, not just the headlines. Now let me go ahead and explain what actually did happen. What initially happened is that Financial Times did actually report that US Security and Exchange Commission had asked Coinbase to suspend all crypto except Bitcoin before litigation. However guys, here's the interesting bit. Coinbase actually denied that SEC told them to delist everything but Bitcoin and Cointelegraph did actually publish an article that actually states that Coinbase has denied a report saying CEO Brian Armstrong said it was once told by United States Security Register to delist all cryptocurrencies on its platform except for Bitcoin. So what happened is guys, looks like the author of the article in Financial Times did actually miss some key pieces of information and the Coinbase spokesperson did actually tell Cointelegraph that the Financial Times reporter omitted context regarding its conversation with the SEC and this news is definitely inaccurate. Now let's dwell deeper into the situation because guys as you know, Coinbase is one of the leading cryptocurrency exchanges in the US and they have been in a legal battle with the US Security and Exchange Commission over allegations of operating an unregistered exchange in offering unregistered securities as well. And in July guys, Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong disclosed in an interview with Financial Times that the SEC had asked the exchange to halt trading in all cryptocurrencies except Bitcoin before suing them. Now, according to Brian Armstrong, guys, the SEC's request implied that they considered every asset other than Bitcoin to be a security. Now, this raised concerns among crypto investors and industry participants as classifying digital assets as securities would subject them to stricter regulations and oversight, potentially stifling innovation and growth in the industry. Now, Brian Armstrong's statement also indicated that Coinbase's decision to go to court was driven by the belief that complying with the SEC's request to delist most cryptocurrencies, not all, would have been detrimental to the entire crypto industry in the US and the exchange likely perceived the request as an overreach that could severely impact the trading and investment opportunities for users and businesses on its platform as well as for other cryptocurrency exchanges in the country. The US where it gets interesting, guys. The SEC responded to Brian Armstrong's claim denying that its enforcement division had made any formal request for cryptocurrency exchange to deal with specific crypto assets and the SEC actually stated that any such request would require a majority vote from the SEC's commissioners indicating that there was no official mandate for Coinbase to delist other cryptocurrencies besides Bitcoin. So look guys, this conflicting statements between Coinbase and SEC underscore the regulatory uncertainties surrounding the cryptocurrency industry in the US and the lack of clear guidelines and consistent enforcement actions has been a source of frustrations for both cryptocurrencies and regulators alike. 
And guys, there's so much of debate and drama going on, even between CFTC and Security Exchange Commission. Now, the SEC's chair, that is Gary Gensler, has been vocal about the need for increased regulations in the cryptocurrency space, arguing that many digital assets could be classified as securities and should be subject to existing security laws. The Mardi Gas, if you actually look at it, are kind of firm on the side of Security Exchange Commission chair, that is Gary Gensler. Now, Coinbase's legal battle with SEC began earlier this year when the commission filed a lawsuit against the exchange, alleging that it operated as an unregistered exchange and offered unregistered securities. And this, to be honest, guys, is black and white. And the SEC pointed out that Coinbase listed at least 13 cryptocurrencies that they considered to be securities without registering them with the commission. And this move, guys, by the SEC highlighted the increased scrutiny of cryptocurrency platforms and the commitment to enforcing existing security laws in the rapidly evolving digital landscape. Now, mind you guys, I definitely do not like the left-leaning administration and the left-leaning ideologies of Gary Gensler, but in this case, to be honest, guys, he is 100% correct. But what happened in the court case is that, in response to SEC's actions, Coinbase took legal action of its own. Now, what happened in response to the charges being filed by SEC, Coinbase took legal action of its own by suing the Security Exchange Commission in April, seeking clearer guidelines for the digital asset industry and Coinbase requested the court to compel the regulator to provide more comprehensive and consistent regulations to navigate the complexities of the crypto space and guys to be honest this legal battle could have significant implications for the entire cryptocurrency industry and also may influence how digital assets are regulated and traded in the future. Now so far as the stance in cryptocurrencies is concerned guys the stance has been met with criticism from some industry participants who argue that the lack of clear regulatory guidelines hampers innovation and leaves companies operating in a state of uncertainty and the ongoing conflict between SEC and Coinbase as well as other cryptocurrency companies in the US highlights the need of balanced and well-defined regulatory framework that fosters innovation while ensuring investor protection and market integrity as well. Now overall guys, look, the Coinbase and SEC showdown reflects the complexities and challenges in regulating cryptocurrency industry. And to be honest, guys, the outcome of this legal battle will likely shape the digital asset regulations in the United States. But like the ripple in SEC, definitely is going to take three to maybe five years, maybe even longer. But going back to the original point, guys, the information that is actually put out by Financial Times and mainstream media is definitely, definitely misleading. Now, guys, let's discuss some news all the way from Germany. And this news has to do with WorldCoin and Reuters has reported that a German data watchdog has been investigating OpenAI CEO Sam Altman and WorldCoin projects since last year due to concerns over large-scaling processing of sensitive biometric data. And the Bavarian State for Data Protection Supervision started investigating WorldCoin in November of 2022 because of concerns that the project seeks to process sensitive data at a very large scale using new technology. Now listen guys, there is a lot of misleading and inaccurate information that is going on regarding data security, particularly with the physical device called this orb. Now what I'd really recommend you to do is guys, Bankless, one of the leading podcasters in the blockchain and cryptocurrency space, they do actually have an interview via YouTube. What I'd really recommend you to do is guys, make sure you go out and watch the entire video because they actually talk about the technology behind it. They also go out and give our description on how they actually build the orb the physical device that does the retina skin and quite a lot of other. Once you listen to that, you will get a thorough idea and understanding of where the data is actually stored. Is it stored by a central entity or is it distributed and are they using zero knowledge proof? So definitely go ahead and check it out. Now guys, let's discuss some news regarding the notorious stable king that is Tether USDT and they have published the quarter two 2023 attestation report and they did that yesterday on July 31st. And here's the interesting bit guys. According to the report, the attestation states that Tether excess reserves increased by $850 million to reach $3.3 billion and as a leading stable coin now they have revealed $72.5 billion overall exposure in US T-bills and they have unveiled energy related investments as well. But here's the interesting bit guys, USBTC has actually summarized the article stating that Tether recorded an operational profit of $1 billion in the second quarter which is about a 30% decline from quarter 1 profit of $1.48 billion. Now what I'd really recommend you to do is guys, go ahead and read through the entire report cause knowing the notorious history guys, to be honest I'm not too content with what BD or Italy is actually putting out. 
And one thing which I mentioned several times in my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, when Tether USDT did its very first audit, the very first audit, guys, was an actual pie diagram. That's about all. So imagine where the funds are. Absolutely no one has any idea. And even their attestation report, guys, that they've actually published, what is the guarantee that these are the actual funds that they really have? And as I mentioned earlier, guys, BDO Italy has been fined several times for providing misleading and inaccurate information. But those are my thoughts and opinions, guys. But nonetheless, guys, if you actually read through the report, the report does actually state that Tether Holdings Limited is financially stable, transparent in its operation, and takes risk management seriously, which is extremely crucial in the volatile world of cryptocurrencies. But when you talk about stable cost cars, who are the guys who are going to audit it? That becomes a crucial element. And I did have an interview with Ben Sharon, who's the CEO of Lumi Shares. And one idea that he actually mentioned is that in the near future, using augmented reality, using let's say virtual reality headset, absolutely anyone in the world can actually go and check and validate the results. So let's say rather than having one to one US dollar, let's say if the stable coin is backed by gold, you can actually put an augmented reality headset and can actually validate that the goals actually do exist 24 by 7. Now that gas is an absolute brilliant use case, but just having an attestation report or audit report just does not make any sense. So those were the news guys from Crypto and Coffee Day from Blockchain DXP. Now let's discuss two news from the UAE and the Middle East. And the first news guys is absolutely brilliant because Binance is the first virtual asset exchange to receive an operational MVP license in Dubai. So let me break down what that news is all about. Because Binance becomes the first exchange worldwide to obtain an operational MVP license from Dubai's borough that is Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority. And users who qualify now can access regulated virtual asset services in Dubai under VARA's investor protection and market assurance standards. And guys, the milestone reaffirms Binance's commitment to building a compliant exchange in collaboration with local regulators. And Binance recent establishment, the Dubai subsidiary receives the license, allowing it to offer services approved by VARA. Initially, guys, a service will be available to institutional and qualified retail investors. And Binance previously acquired a professional MVP license in March of 2022 and a proprietary MVP license in September of 2022. And mind you guys, VARA permits Binance to operate two licensed activities, that is virtual asset exchange services and virtual asset broker dealer services. Now, the licenses are limited to institutional and qualified retail investors in Dubai. And the program from provisional to operational MVP license now allows eligible users to safely convert virtual assets to fear under VARA designated standards compliant with the Financial Action Task Force, also called as FATF. And the regulated ecosystem ensures user protection and adherence to strict know your customers and customer due diligence measures. And Binance plans to operate the first fully regulated exchange in Dubai, complying with FATF regulations. And the UAE guys, as we know, is embracing blockchain technology and is fostering a thriving industry with security and innovation as its core. And Binance does actually believe that UAE's vision will set precedent for the global virtual asset industry. And Alexander Shahadi, Binance Dubai's general manager, emphasizes the commitment to market and investment security. And the operational MVP license brings increased trust and access to Binance's services. And Binance's regulatory journey cars in Dubai sets a significant precedent for positive collaborations with regulators as well. And guys, yesterday in my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, someone did actually ask me if Binance is in some trouble. And today, guys, looks like the news has completely taken a U-turn. And this milestone actually does promise increased security, innovation and scalability for institutions, retail investors and global virtual asset community as well. And the license marks an epoch in the evolution of virtual asset services not only in the UAE guys but also globally so definitely a positive news for Binance and lately guys Binance globally did seem to be having a lot of problem but this news is definitely positive but my big question guys is how do competitors such as BitOasis, Crypto.com and Bybit react to this news and what is the offerings or what are the services that they come up with that they aggressively compete with Binance but nonetheless guys definitely definitely positive news now guys let's discuss some news regarding metaverse and the news causes that Dubai-based metaverse company called Landvault, they're planning to usher in a new era of the internet. So let me break down what this news is all about. Because Dubai-based metaverse company Landvault celebrates its one-year anniversary with a major announcement. Because the Dubai-based metaverse company called Landvault 
celebrated its one-year anniversary and they did that in style with a major announcement and the company is introducing Landwall 2.0 which is a two-pillar strategy to advance the internet into the next evolutionary phase and Landwall redefined its approach based on market research, customer insights and lessons from 2023 Metaverse Winter and the company focuses on the concept of 3D internet to deliver a more enriching and equitable online experience and Landwall cars as we know have experienced remarkable growth catering to Fortune 500 brands and undertaking over 200 projects for global corporations and governments as well. And here's the interesting bit guys, the metaverse winter that we recently faced prompted Landwall to reassess its value proposition and identify new customer needs and Landwall now aims to pioneer the metaverse as the next generation of media platforms, transforming it into three-dimensional internet and according to them guys the three essential requirements of metaverse success are high fidelity content accessibility across all devices and positive return on investment and Landwall cars has two key pillars to lead the metaverse revolution in the MENA region. The first one is cars building a robust technology stack for creating and monetizing metaverse experiences and the second one is introducing cutting-edge technology to the MENA region focusing on utility-driven approaches so definitely definitely positive news and the company collaborates with regional brands and aims to connect with next generation of internet users and align with region's unique vision and Landwall Cars undergoes a rebranding effort and launches a new website to reflect its renewed vision and the company's CEO that is Samuel Huber emphasizes the mission to unleash the true potential of the 3D internet and to be honest Cars having a centralized entity will definitely do it much better let's say than a distributed or decentralized organization or decentralized autonomous organization and Landwall Cars is actively seeking skilled professionals in sales and business development roles in Menor region. Now listen guys, to be honest, I'm quite content with this news, but could it be possible that in the next coming months, artificial intelligence does actually steal some momentum, maybe even some investments from Metaverse? So those are unfortunately some of the dangers that CEOs and startups and even tech founders need to be aware about. Now those are the news guys from Krypton Coffee Date from Blockchain DXB. In case you because of any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to infoblockchaindxb.com Check out my website www.blockchaindxb.com and also check out my other website that is area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And guys, if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a five star rating, and share the word across. Now, for the next few minutes, it's going to be asking anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. So let's kick start with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's Josh from Blockchain DXB listening to the Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. I have a question about Nathan who asks, could the SEC go after Tether USDT next? Nathan, to be honest, it is extremely, extremely possible. Now one thing to remember that Bitfinex, the issuers of Tether USDT, they are definitely not located in the United States, but they are located in British Virgin Islands. And this is a very smart strategy and I'm pretty much sure they are definitely aware of what they are doing. But what I'd really recommend you to do is try to look at the history of Tether USDT because the project did go completely belly up. I believe it was in 2019 where all of the funds that they have or all of the results that they have was actually confiscated by another company or another bank. And because of that, what they did actually do was they launched an STO that is security token offering. And mind you, that was an absolutely brilliant idea. They did it in a legal way and they resurrected that particular project. And Simon Dixon did try to do something similar with Celsius Network as well. But unfortunately, the CEO Alex Nishansky did not want to share crucial bits of information. But going back to your question, can the SAC go after Tether USDT? I definitely do think so it is possible. And if that thing happens, I really do feel it just might be the end of a lot of shit coins, a lot of cryptocurrencies. And to be honest, I do feel it just might pose a very severe an extremely powerful threat to the existence of Bitcoin as well because look a lot of the transactions in the cryptocurrency world does actually rely on Tether USDT and to be honest Tether, I personally am not a fan of Tether USDT and it is a bit surprising that the market cap is on an incline when the number of people this year is actually going down because if you look at it the market cap of Tether USDT is roughly around 83 billion dollars but if you look at the 24-hour volume this year, 
where there's been absolutely the worst. So imagine your market cap is increasing, whereas the number of users using it has gone down. It does not make absolutely any sense. And once again, you know, Nitin, if you actually look at the people actually managing Tether USDT, they are a bunch of notorious actors as well. And I'm really hoping that if we do find out the audit report, you can actually make it black and white. And if you were to compare, let's say, the audit report of Tether USDT, let's say with Circle USDC, the difference is absolutely huge. Circle USDC's report has pages and pages of documents. They have Excel spreadsheets. They give full-fledged information. But in case of Tether USDT, the report is an attestation report and often the reports are extremely, extremely weak. Sometimes it is as less as, let's say, 12 pages or 20 pages. And what I'd really recommend you to do is, and also for the listeners, look at the comparison of the audit report between Tether USDT, which is done by BDO Italy, and audit report, let's say, which is done by Circle USDC. And to be honest, the report is absolutely scary. And I'm a bit surprised that Binance, they're also launching a new stable coins called as FDUSD. To be honest, I need to go out and recheck what the status of that is. Now listen, here's the problem, Nathan, that I have with stablecoin issuers. They do actually act as a role of a bank and Tether USDT has full potential to go out and stop your transactions as well. Now do they fall under securities? Personally, I definitely do think so. But the fact that they have registered in another country, that's one of the reasons why, at least for now, their security is not directly going after them. But could it be possible that the Security and Exchange Commission indirectly goes after them Knowing the notorious history of the left-leaning administration, I definitely do think that is possible. And I was also listening to a podcast, I'm trying to recollect the name, where they actually mentioned that so far as the US government's rights is concerned, as long as any currency is directly or indirectly connected to the US dollar, the SEC can go after them. But to be honest, I'm no expert on that. I definitely need to probably check it with a lawyer that if a currency is directly or indirectly connected, let's say to the US dollar, can the SEC go after them? And if that thing happens, unfortunately, Nathan, I don't think that'll be good, not just for Tether USDT, not just for cryptocurrencies, but also for Bitcoin and the whole hype regarding blockchain technology as well. So those are my thoughts anyways. So that's about all, guys. On the Ask Me Anything series on Blockchain DXP, in case you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to info.blockchaindxp.com, check out my website, www.blockchaindxp.com, and also check out my website, area2071.com, that talks everything about metaverse and if you like listening to this podcast please please give it a five star rating and share the word across and remember guys monday to thursdays 8 am to 8 30 am we have crypto and coffee date where we cover top news and information pertaining to bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts DeFi, and metaverse and other series of episodes on the crypto and coffee date works is we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies some major breaking news occasionally short and sweet news as well News that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE, and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and have a nice day. Bye bye. 